On this episode of Bright Future, we discuss the Canadian wildfires that are turning the sky red, and the wild marketing strategy this opened up for Bungie. This is a weekly political podcast that follows current events. If you like the show, please leave a like, review, and subscribe, as well as share with your friends, though maybe not with the whole family gathering at once. I'm your host, Samuel Adams, but please call me Sam, and without further ado, let's begin this week's episode, which I have titled, Welcome to Hell. Before we get to the main topic of this episode, let's read a short statement from Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. The GOP tax scam 2.0 once again makes clear the House Republicans' values. Their priority isn't reducing the deficit or outcompeting the world, their priority is giving handouts to rich special interests and corporations at the expense of everyone else. Just days ago, House Republicans were demanding devastating cuts to programs hardworking Americans count on, from health care to public safety to meals on wheels, in the name of deficit reduction. Today, they are proposing to spend hundreds of billions on tax breaks for big corporations. That means they are prioritizing restoring tax breaks for big corporations over restoring tax credits that helped cut child poverty in half. They would deliver those tax giveaways to large profitable corporations while shipping clean energy jobs overseas and raising energy costs on American families by thousands of dollars a year. As always, I don't Im like immediately trusting everything you say, Corrine. I like having sources to back up both my and your positions. But your statement includes no sources at all, so once again, I went looking for one. There is no bill currently in Congress titled GOP Tax Scam 2.0. Of course, you were using that title as a buzzword to get people riled up and angry about it. It's clickbait. But you never used the actual title of the bill in your statement. So instead, I hopped onto congress.gov and sorted a list of all legislation that the House of Representatives uh, are currently in progress on, with the most recently introduced at the top of the list. I found at least eight different bills that would make changes to the Internal Revenue Code. None of them are available to read yet, and with such a wide variety of different bills, I have no idea which one Corrine is actually talking about in her statement. The press secretary's job is to collect information about the actions and events within the president's administration and share them with the media, as well as to issue the administration's reactions to various developments around the world, like Canada's wildfires or the Russia-Ukrainian war. Strangely, that job description at no point mentions issue personal opinions and statements about what other branches of the government are doing. Green, if you listen to this episode, please stop using your job as a personal blog. If you do want to share personal opinions like that, do what I did. Start a podcast. Also, please add sources, like links to the actual legislation. Speaking of, you can always find those sources in my descriptions. Now on to the main topic of the episode. In general, the total number of wildfires across Canada has decreased over the years. However, the total area burned has increased, so fewer fires, but larger ones. Beginning in March of 2023 and greatly increasing intensity in the early of June of this year, Canada is now being affected by record-setting wildfires 
in 11 out of its 13 provinces and territories. Roughly half of all wildfires in Canada are caused by lightning strikes, which are happening more often due to climate change. And so far, there have been over 2,000 fires, affecting over 10 million acres of land across Canada. 126,000 people have had to evacuate their homes. On June 8th, President Biden issued a statement about the situation. This morning, millions of Americans are experiencing the effects of smoke resulting from devastating wildfires burning in Canada, another stark reminder of the impacts of climate change. Since May, more than 600 United States firefighters, support personnel, and firefighting assets have been deployed, working alongside Canadian firefighters to tackle what is likely to be the worst fire season in Canadian history, and one that has huge impacts here in the United States. Yesterday, I spoke with Prime Minister Trudeau and offered any additional help Canada needs to rapidly accelerate the effort to put out these fires, particularly those in Quebec, where the fires are having the most direct impacts on American communities. I have directed the National Interagency Fire Center to respond promptly to Canadian requests for additional firefighters and fire suppression assets, such as air tankers. I've asked the Secretary of Transportation to keep me informed about his progress in ensuring that we proactively manage the air traffic implications of the, of the deteriorated air quality based on lessons learned from prior incidents. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Reagan is continuously monitoring the air quality and providing critical updates for each relevant zip code, and you can find the current air quality and updated public health guidance in your area at airnow.gov. In addition, the Centers of Disease Control offer detailed recommendations about protecting yourself from the effects of wildfire smoke at cdc.gov. Stay safe and follow the guidance of your local officials. AirNow.gov is actually a pretty cool resource. It's a simple website run by the Environmental Protection Agency where you simply type in your zip code and it gives you data about the air quality in your area, measured using the United States Air Quality Index. This index functions by measuring the amounts of major air pollutants like ozone, carbon monoxide, particulate matter like dust and smoke, compared to the actual quality of the rest of the air. It's a color-coded index from a bright good green to a hazardous maroon color. If you've seen a recent picture of New York, or heck, live there and look outside your window right now, you won't see a blue sky like normal. Instead, it's like an orange-red haze, along with very limited visibility. You can't see as far as you used to. It looks... It's like, eh. It looks almost exactly like a desert sandstorm sweeping across Night City, or the movie Blade Runner 2049. Welcome to hell. This is where the title of this episode comes in. This orange-red sky led to a viral spot of unintended genius in New York Times Square. Bungie, a game development studio, recently released Diablo 4. To market it, they paid a lot of money for a massive billboard with the tagline, Welcome to Hell, New York, which went up right before the smoke rolled in. Naturally, this has led to a bit of controversy, but Bungie has decided to keep the advertisement up for its normally expected course, despite the timing. All of this led me to start thinking about large advertisements like this. Have you ever tried to browse the internet without ad blocker? 
At this point, many sites can be straight up unusable, with, with advertisements diluting absolutely everything. What happens if this trend spreads to the real world? There's no ad blocker for real life. But there are laws that can restrict them. Four states, Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and Vermont, have banned billboards outright. There are many reasons and benefits for doing so. Property values of homes within 500 feet of the billboard are over $30,000 less than homes just outside that 500-foot range. When new billboards are built, trees on public land between the billboard and the road are often cut down for no cost or penalty to the billboard owner. In addition, billboards derive all of their value from traffic nearby on taxpayer-funded roads, yet billboard owners pay nearly zero in property taxes. The worst part is that only 0.2% of adults find billboard advertisements are actually effective. It's basically just unwanted spam, but unlike my email, I can't simply delete it. Digital billboards are even worse. It's basically a massive screen that uses as much power as 15 homes and projects all of that light into the sky so you can no longer see the stars. The worst part is that there is evidence that these billboards can actually cause an increase in road accidents. You know those digital signs that display the number of traffic deaths so far in the year in your state? A 2022 study from Science Magazine concludes that in the 10 kilometers after passing a sign like that, you are 4.5% more likely to get into a car accident due to the distraction of reading that sign. That could sound like a rather inconsequential spike, but that translates to an additional 17,000 crashes and 140 roadway fatalities across the 28 states that use these signs every single year. That's 140 people dead that didn't need to die. Remember those four states I mentioned that banned billboards outright? Well, I found a source from the World Population Review that measures the local traffic fatality rate per 100,000 people per state. Hawaii has one of the lowest. There's a... Hawaii has one of the lowest at 5.9 deaths per 100,000 citizens. Alaska has 8.7, Vermont has 9.6, and Maine has 12. Those are the four states that have banned billboards. The average of all 50 states is 12.4 traffic fatalities per 100,000. All four states that have banned billboards are below that average, though Maine only just. Across the United States, there are an estimated 2 million billboards. The top users of these billboards include McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Coors Beer, and various cell phone network carriers. When it comes to online and television advertisements, there are laws in place that prevent certain companies from advertising on children's content. You should never see an advertisement for beer in the middle of a Sesame Street episode. Same, things with, same with things like tobacco and unhealthy foods like McDonald's and Coca-Cola. Elmo should never tell kids how great this new type of cigarette is. But these restrictions only apply to television and internet advertisements. When it comes to things like billboards, there's no restrictions on what kinds of ads can be placed there. And with how big they are, 
it's pretty hard for kids or drivers to ignore them. If companies are allowed to continue to cause distracted driving, as well as show our children commercials for alcohol and cigarettes, how can we have a brighter future? First time chatter. Hello, that's cool you wrote that. Yes, uh, when it comes to these uh, podcast episodes, they are all pre-written, every single one of them. Uh, I'll start with like a pre-written essay section, which I actually just finished when I ended with the question, how can we have a brighter future? Uh, then I'll go over to uh, our Discord server, and if anyone else wants to share their own opinion on the topic, they can. Uh, there's no one else actually in the Discord server with me this week. Uh, so instead, I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh, something else. So uh, earlier in the episode, uh, I mentioned a resource, airnow.gov, which I have linked in the description. Um, basically, you go here. Um, it, it, can allow, it can just access your location if you want it to, and it'll give you air quality data. Or you can enter in your zip code or city or state. I'm going to enter in my zip code. Air quality in my area right now uh, is good. Uh, it's 50 nowcast API. So it's almost into the yellow zone, but it's barely in the green um, at 50. The worst goes all the way up to 300, which makes me wonder, how bad is it in New York? Uh, can I... What's the zip code for New York? New York zip codes. Just going to type that in. Oh, it starts with 10001. Okay, let's let's enter in that zip code. 10001. New York. Okay. New York's at 83. So, it's not too bad. Um if you are unusually sensitive to particle pollution, consider reducing your activity level or shorten the amount of time you are active outdoors. The primary pollutant is PM 2.5, which uh, is basically various particulate matter that is 2.5 micrograms or less. Uh, what was mine again? Enter in my zip code again. Um, ozone is the primary pollutant instead of PM 2.5 like in uh, New York. In my area, it's ozone, which says it's uh, 50, and it just says enjoy your outdoor activities. So it must be... Pretty safe to go outside without a mask or anything like that. All right. Uh, in addition, uh, something else I wanted to mention instead of just airnow.gov and how useful it is uh, if you want to go outside is uh, a bit of a personal thing. I recently received a promotion at work. I, uh, I, got a, I got a supervisor position. Great for me, but it did also massively change my work schedule around quite a bit. So as a result... These episodes going forward will now be recorded every Sunday at 9 p.m. Central Time instead of every Monday at 6 p.m. Central or 7 p.m. Central Time because at 7 p.m. Monday, I'm now working. So instead, you're getting episodes one day sooner. Um, so And also, the episodes will instead release every Monday at 3 p.m. Central instead of every Tuesday at 6 p.m. There is no one else in the voice channel with me this week, but in the future, if you would like to join me while I record these episodes and share your own perspective and ideas on these various issues, feel free to join our Discord server to discuss these and other topics. Check the description for that and also for more information, including the resources I use to build this episode and all of the places where you can find my podcast. If you would like to support the show, please follow and subscribe, leave a like and review, as well as share with your friends. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Bright Future. These episodes going forward will now be released every Monday at 3 p.m. Central, so I'll see you back here next week.